0: The Workshop Downtown Podcast with Ashley Ayala and Kelly Bennett. This is a weekly podcast for people seeking to build a cool brand, business, lifestyle and impact. Each week we'll talk shop about the real behind the scenes of being a small business owner. We'll also talk to local change makers, interview people we adore and just share about things that we dig.
1: Okay, we are kicking off episode four with the workshop downtown, and today we are talking about social media. We're answering yes. questions that we got um,
0: via in- email. Email, not yeah. Instagram. Email. We put out a message with, "Hey, you got any questions for us?" <laughs> <laughs> and and we got back. back. <laughs> yeah, we got back a really good list of questions on social media. And it's perfect for today's episode, Yeah,
1: so in April, the workshop downtown's theme is social media and branding. Um, and so we're going to be going into some different workshops. Um, the first one, I will be teaching a little bit about product photography and just social media, keeping your your feed clean,, yes. and the photos and
0: you know, being cohesive in that. Can I just pause you for a second and tell you that I'm literally so excited for that workshop because that's something that I really want to work on and I'm excited to learn from you.
1: I well, thank you. You're
0: thank welcome. You. <laughs> um
1: I'm excited to teach you. I know I need to come up with my outline. I'm I'm that's my next week's homework is going to be putting that together. There's all these fun gadgets and things and I'm just like where do you start and not go crazy. There's so much. But I'm anyway, I'm excited. We'll be going into that. We'll be going into branding and brand experience with Kelly. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a guest speaker. Yes. As of today, we still have four seats left for April's month um, membership. So with the month membership... This month, you'll actually get five workshops. Yes, with we have us. a
0: bonus week. Thank yes, you, April. Yes, a bonus yeah.
1: week. So, we'll have two guest speakers this month um, a workshop with myself, a workshop with Kelly, a co working day, which is a lot of kind of like one on one strategic help um, and consulting and. Helping you achieve your goals. Yes. Um, and then also curated products from Sister House Collective, which I'm really excited about. Also excited about.
0: about that product that you told me yes. that is happening in April. Yes.
1: um And so, like I said, we still have four seats left. Oh, yeah. And you also get breakfast and coffee from Public Us. Yes. So we meet every That's Monday. That's so good. It is amazing. We've been doing, yeah, different pastries, oatmeal bar we've had hummus toast yeah. and um, avocado they really bring toast it every morning. I know they every kind of Monday. pick up on what we like to order anyway and then yes. like last week they made us a special toast that isn't on the menu. Yeah,
0: we get some just off menus stuff. <laughs> it which was pretty fun. It's yeah. so good and they're just coffee and their vibe and everything is so yeah cool. yeah they've got new mugs okay
1: well we could go yeah. on about their brand experience but... <laughs> yeah they they do very well yes yeah, so if do you've been there well. you know um and they have some extra special things in the annex room which is where we hold the workshop series so again that's mondays 8 to 11 um and then we are opening up actually so one of the um, guest speakers who is coming in it's going to be a surprise it's a local creative who will be talking about branding and brand experience of their brand um, will be coming in do we have the date for that actually let's look it yes um, we're opening up five seats for that workshop though for guest passes so if you're interested in coming to that Um, If you want a
0: sneak peek of what we do and how it feels and looks and the people that come, because we know it's a big commitment. I know for myself, I'm one of like, I'll go one time and see if I want to jump in. Um, I think that's a good time. So if you're uh curious or on the fence about it, definitely grab a guest pass. If you know like this is it, I want to do it, definitely grab the month pass because then you get all the workshops and a bonus workshop.
1: And the products. And and a
0: product. Yes.
1: So that one will be the 23rd of April. Cool. So 23rd of April, guest speaker will be doing guest passes. It's $45 for a guest pass. Um, and then you can come to that workshop and hang out with us and meet all of our members. Yes. Um, and hear about all the cool things that they're doing as well. I so. love it. Anyway, we'll get to our Super questions. Super excited. Yes. First question from Amy Marie was, what is your recommendation for posts? I've seen you use the same graphics often while posting, Do you only do that with
0: certain posts or events? So she was referencing Vegination's Instagram for this one. Let's see. So for me, I like graphics when it pertains to telling the story. So if it's telling a story about an event, if it's telling a story about an impact, like what we did last year at the end of the year, we both did mm -hmm. um, impact reports. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I like graphics in those areas. I like graphics when it comes to like um, pop ups. Ins- yeah, a pop up, uh, like an inspirational quote. I think stuff that I need to make sure that people actually see it and read it, because not everyone reads through the copy. People scroll very quickly mm-hmm. through, especially like Instagram. Um, I like using graphics for that, but I don't like to use graphics for every single post because I think it gets sloppy looking.
1: Well, and too, I think for your feed, you want a good balance of graphics and photos for most. Mm-hmm. It depends on what your business is but or your personal brand, but photos really, like I notice in my feed, I get way more engagement on a photo than I do on a graphic typically. That's a good point. Unless it's like a short and sweet, like, hey, we're going to be here at this event, because people resonate with photos like so true I went to school for photography and I always had this obsession with portraits I still love portraits um and I realized like my reason for gravitating toward that type of photography or documentary photography was because I feel my human connection there so when Mm. I see photos of other people I I resonate with them more than I resonate with a graphic and I think that goes well and as with social media um, a thousand
0: percent, especially for Instagram because mm-hmm. it is a sh- photo-sharing platform and now video-sharing. Um, even if someone doesn't even read your copy, if they like your photo, you're still going to get a like, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And the more that people engage with your stuff, the more organically it's going to climb up in their, al- in their feeds. Better for your algorithm. So, yeah, I think that's a great point. I mean, and then there's some people who their brand, like... Um, the Fat Jewish, mm-hmm. everything's a graphic because everything is a meme. And that's part of the brand. And that's part of his brand. So, mm-hmm. again, depends on your brand, depends on what your goals are, but I think a good rule of thumb is having beautiful photography, maybe some candid stuff too, but then have graphics when it comes to, like, an event or a flyer or something along mm-hmm. those lines. Yep. Yeah. And now it's good, too, with the um, how you could add multiple photos yes. to your... Mm-hmm. one post on instagram so like if you don't even want to have a graphic on your feed it could be like a second picture or mm-hmm. a third picture i've seen people
1: doing that yeah i do that so that like for too. content creation your feed is cohesive but then if you swipe over you can see more information or yeah a flyer or you know something i'm doing like that. that
0: right now with the um pop-up spring clean your mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. shop I'm put, focus on uh, sharing all the different elements that will be there, but the second picture is the flyer because if I kept posting the flyer, that's really boring. Mm-hmm. So I'll have like a graphic of not a graphic, a photo of, say like a grow bag that someone could buy at the event. but the photo number two is the flyer so people mm-hmm. know what event I'm talking about.. Yep. So I think play with it, switch it up, see what your community likes and engages with, and then um, go from there. Yeah. All much. right. Okay, question number two. This is a question about Instagram stories. What do you think about it? What are your ideas? How do you engage with followers using Instagram stories? I love Instagram stories, and I think I'm
1: so obsessed with them because of you. Because <laughs> Kelly was like, "People love the story of your brand. You know, yes. show them behind the scenes, and it for weeks." And I mean, still, sometimes I was so uncomfortable. Sorry, I have a frog in my throat. throat) Ahem. But for weeks, and sometimes now still, I get really weird and awkward because I'm like, I'm just recording myself talking. And especially when someone walks by and they're like, look at this loser (laughs) recording herself. (laughs) But people really engage with that and they want to see. And I know I love seeing people show me the behind the scenes of their stuff. Same. And so I noticed the engagement has been huge. It's like night and day since I started using stories in that way to show things that I want to share or, like, upcoming events or images that are on the blog or even just screenshotting my blog post. Mm-hmm. Circle the intro so it gives people a little context of, like, hey, here's what you might read about if you go to the blog and want to read the full post. You know, giving them those little bits through the stories, then it's not on your feed, so it's not messing with your content creation, but really giving them a lot of information in the feed, in the stories is great. That's
0: a great point. Also, too, Instagram wants people engaging with their stories Mm -hmm. because it's competing with snapchat Uh. so they're making the platform itself you know there's a a special color that's around your photo when you do instagram stories Mm. um you'll see though instagram is changing the platform a little bit so now that when you scroll a little bit you'll start noticing that you could see a blur like a sneak peek of someone's instagram stories with their photo when you scroll down a little bit more. Oh, very cool. So they're doing it like in the midst of you scrolling. It's going to be another reminder to check out people's stories. Oh, I like that. Yes. So Instagram wants you to use the stories feature so you're not using Snapchat. Mm -hmm. And so knowing what platforms want you to do and then doing it too is just also good for your algorithms. Mm -hmm. And aside from that, it's just more engaging. Yeah, I'm glad that you like Instagram Stories. Well, now. and the the live feature as well. That's a great one. Perfect for engaging. Perfect, and also too, people get a notification when you're going live. So another way to cut through the noise, and something really. So my girlfriend makes fun of me, but it's one of my favorite things that I do. I do Taco Tuesday live. I Talk about Taco Tuesday. (gasps) On Instagram Live every Tuesday with Vegination's brand. And I interview someone on our team. I just get some tacos and I eat tacos in front of Instagram and I go live. (laughs) And it's one of the most ridiculous things I've done. And it's my favorite thing to do on Tuesdays. And people really come up to me, probably out of all the things that I do, they're like, hey, I've been watching Taco Tuesday Live. <laughs> and it's just so funny because it's such a like a little silly thing. But it's fun for you. It's and fun. And it's engaging people. people like it. Yeah. They write questions because it is engaging. They'll t- like I'm having conversations with people. And so I love Instagram Live for that. It's so much fun. And then last week I didn't do one because I was sick. And someone messaged me. They're like, "Hey, where's the Taco Tuesday Live episode for this week?" And it was probably the best moment. Well, and today. I'm
1: sure soon you'll get people kind of like creeping around vegetation trying to find you. Yeah, like, I know she's around here doing Taco <laughs> Tuesday Live. I want to get a cameo. Night. Yeah.
0: And the team teases me too because they'll like in one of them I'm like, "Guys, come on the show," and they're like, "Oh, we can't. We're too we're too embarrassed." But then, like, they went and, like, gave me napkins and, like, they are getting into it, too. Yeah, they're going to
1: get there 15
0: minutes. Yeah, Yeah. they're they're digging it, too. Yeah. So, it's been a really fun thing. So, So definitely get into um, the stories, the live, and now with highlights. So, I think, again, it all comes back to storytelling. And that's something, too, in April we're going to emphasize, like, Yes, I could show you how to use social media to grow your brand. And yes, I could show you how to do a brand experience and creating a cool brand. But I think all of that is also, the root of it is storytelling. And depending on your brand, but all of these, you think of them as just all different tools to tell your story. And do it in a fun, engaging way. And then too, your
1: following growing is authentic and it's not... Yeah, slimy, it's know? not
0: slimy, you're not buying people. I mean, it's really easy to scope that stuff out now. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, on paper, it could look like you have a bazillion followers, but no one's commenting, no one's coming to your pop ups, no one's buying what you're selling. Like, to me, that's such short term thinking. Mm-hmm. I always like to think big picture. So, using this stuff, storytelling, there's people who still follow me on Instagram who found me on Twitter. Back in 2011, from when I had my first blog, they followed me on different platforms. They're still on my email list because they were following my story. Mm -hmm. So I think just focusing on storytelling and using this stuff as tools to tell the story. Mm -hmm. And whatever feels good to you. And be like Facebook Live or...
1: Yeah, and be realistic too in that way of like followings don't grow overnight. Yes. And to keep it authentic know who your followers are and what they want to see and I mean that comes with time but yeah just being realistic too I think is important to keep in mind when you're engaging with people you might only have three people who watch your story you know and that's okay but that's okay you just keep doing what you're doing and it slowly builds and then they tell their friends about you and then you know You want that word of mouth or you popping up on someone's feed and they're interested enough to watch or to...
0: Which is so cool. Mm -hmm. So even if you have three, you know, watches, that's three people who watch your stuff. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, so like being grateful for every single person. Absolutely. And consistently doing it. I think that's a huge thing. Like consistently showing up. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't want to have like, a whole production every day, some days I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to turn off my phone, which I mean, I got a little sidetracked because uh, I was sick, but, you know, turning off your phone. But on the other days, like showing people, like yeah. I did an Instagram story of me walking from the coffee shop. Because I hadn't been out of the house in, like, oh, five saw days. Oh, I was so sweet. I was like, and hey, I said, she's feeling better. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, hey, guys. Like, it's Kelly. I'm getting a coffee. I've been feeling like crap. I'm going to go home and blow my nose a lot. But I just want to say hey. And, yeah. like, I got so many people writing back to me on that. Because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I hope you're feeling better. Like, yeah. you know, thinking of you. And it's that
1: engagement cuz people feel like they know you. And yeah. I I've, I've had yeah, I've had that recently where it's like such a huge compliment and also just like Brown and I talked about this earlier, the humbling when people are like, "Oh my god, I've been watching your story. How is this thing going?" or "Hey, what yeah. about this thing that's happening with you in the business? How's that going?" It's so refreshing um to hear you know that people are they are following, they're engaging, and they're interested.
0: Which is amazing. Mhm. And when you have that leverage, anything is possible. Absolutely. Okay. So we'll make the rest of them short and sweet answers because I know that was already. We are trying to make this a timely podcast, (laughs) but we get very passionate when talking about things. So here's the next question. Okay. This is a good one for you, Ashley. How do you educate your audience? Okay. So education, it's always for me,
1: I'm always learning. I learned a lot from Kelly. Kelly really is like my my mentor.
0: This is a very nice compliment. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Um, but my two thousand eight goal is to educate more. So I always had like a little blurb on my website that was like about me. Here's why I started my business, and a lot of people I think didn't realize that the 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 mission behind the products is why I do what I do, mm-hmm. and um, bringing women together for the greater good to create authentic relationships especially in a world where we're online a lot um and bringing women together to skill share to learn something new to get out of your house out of your head and just create that's so healing um and then yeah the products in the shop all being socially mission driven so they all have a deeper purpose um behind them whether they're you know empowering a woman in a rural area, Mm -hmm. um, who wouldn't ordinarily have any economic advantage or they're training, you know, sex trafficking survivors, things like that. I realized for a while I was just posting about the products because I was trying to push sales, but I wasn't telling people about why the products are important Mm -hmm. and like, yes, this might be something pretty aesthetically but here's like what makes it even more beautiful is the story behind it. So, again, I think it goes back to storytelling um, and telling your why and really like being okay with your passion. Like, for a while, I've been on this thing like, oh, people might think I'm a weirdo because I'm like obsessed with ethical <laughs> goods <laughs> to the point where it's like, I think, annoying for some people. Like, I know for a while, like, I had a family members that would be like, oh, I can't tell her that I went to Forever 21 because it's not ethical, you know? Yeah. When I'm like, oh, I had this internal conflict, but then I realized, like, people also in the same, you know, they know that I'm super passionate about ethical goods and about authentic relationships, so if they want advice or need something in that realm, they know they can come to me, so... For me, educating my audience through the blog, especially the blog is a huge platform for that little posts or article sharing on Facebook, um, which I need to be better about that, but I will read stuff and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, this is great. How do I share this? I found this information valuable. Facebook sharing articles and websites is great. Instagram stories. And I've now Mm -hmm. created a highlights page, um, for like intentional living tips and brands that. that I love that are doing cool things. Um and so yeah using all the social media platforms the blog email campaigns Mm -hmm. um there was a brand that we carry that they recently were doing a fundraiser for sewing machines for the women in their collective in Kenya so just doing an email blast of like sharing that information I got that email yeah so then you're 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 educating people but in a way that shows like here's I think it's, and that's the fun part for me about Sister House Collective is it's a creative way for me to talk about issues that matter. And so I'm showing
0: a cool product and then telling the story behind it, which has the education aspect. A thousand percent. So maybe someone just wants cool wooden spoons and that's awesome. But the people that want to know more behind the scenes, you have that information too. Mm -hmm. And
1: the website too. Yep. That's something to mention. On my website, I have, when you click on the product, you just see the product photo. So if you're interested in that product, you click it. And then on the right, it has, here's the brand. Here's where it was made. Mm -hmm. Here's the specs. And like short, sweet, simple, but there's all the education there about the product. And then my goal now is to interview the brand founders. And so then if you are interested in, let's say, Badala brand mm. you like that spoon that they make you can then go over to the blog or search on the website Badala and then you'll see the founder interview come That's up so good so more
0: education about so that good. specific brand and it's entertaining too because people can listen to it or mm-hmm. watch it and they're inspired by it gets their own creative juices going mm-hmm. and then they have more of a connection to that person that brand that mission yes. so when they buy the spoons they're they're proud of themselves. I know. Yeah. I'm well, they can see myself. the direct impact. Whenever I buy from you, whenever I buy from Sister House Collective, I feel good. I'm like, okay, I'm making a better choice. And you taught me a lot about uh, ethical sourcing, about sex trafficking, about uh, not using slave labor. Uh, a lot of the things that. I would have thought I knew about. I really didn't know to the extent and you really opened my eyes to yeah. that. Yeah. Well, and I'm still learning too, which but is I think you just having your shop yeah. educate so many people. Yeah. And shout out to your new marketplace on your website. Oh, thank it you. It looks beautiful. Thank you. Yes, I was on it the other day cuz oh, I was yeah. reading your blog about Oh. <laughs> Fergusons and the photos and everything. It just looks really good. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Looks that. super clean. So I think again Bite-sized pieces, storytelling, making it engaging. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's a fine line when educating, especially about uh, change-making subjects. So anything that, you know, like vegan food or not buying from slave labor, you never want to, like, shame someone. Exactly. In the quote-unquote education of making them want to make a different change, Mm -hmm. I think the more that you make the content bite size enjoyable fun and t- attainable attainable yeah. convenient mm-hmm. you're going to get a lot further with people and they'll want to buy from you and not feel like you're trying to put them down right if for making other choices because I know I wasn't raised like this how I live now same mm-hmm. you know it's yeah. like we went to the mall and we ate dinner and steak and potatoes like yeah you know it was very like Suburban middle class that no one had these conversations. So, educate and make it enjoyable. And one of our next questions too yeah. is how do you inspire? And
1: I think that is through education and providing bite sized solutions mm-hmm. and creative solutions. And I feel like those two questions just they go together. They marry, yeah, because they, yeah, one does the other. Especially when you're passionate. Just if you're passionate. You're writing about your passions, sharing about them in a way that's cohesive with your brand. And for us, I think it's both, like, we try to inspire people by letting people know, like, that they have an impact in the community, they have an impact in the world. Yes. Giving people a choice, like, here's a product or an experience you can say yes to that you are an active participant in your own life, you know, and you're making a conscious decision to do something for yourself but not only yourself your community animals the planet human rights yeah
0: all the things picture and i think that inspires people when they know that it's super convenient and simple to do it sure yeah they're like all i have to do is come to that restaurant eat a meal and part of 20 percent of it will help women who are sex trafficked yes cool yep. i'm in I'm you know like yeah. done and done so i always like to think about like the simplicity of it and making it super convenient because i think that makes it much more bite-sized mm-hmm. and people feel inspired to take change absolutely i love it okay so let's do this is a quick one how often do you recommend posting hmm i post <laughs>
1: i my goal would be to post once a day but that okay. doesn't happen I okay. probably post four, maybe four posts a week on the feed, and then I try to go do stories at least five days a week. and That's, that's
0: good, with the stories.
1: Yeah, if I could do every day, I would. Is that more just you scheduling it? No, that's me. So because I have a baby, yeah, <laughs> and she's been sick the last like six weeks, and we I think we finally figured
0: out what's going on. So she's feeling better, good. Um, Which I saw in your Instagram stories, she looked great. And oh she's yeah, eating strawberries. Yeah, it was adorable. <laughs> she loves strawberries. Um,
1: but yeah, I I before when I was pregnant, I would use a scheduler. As often as possible, but then I would do a lot of stuff on the fly. Now it's usually when baby is falling asleep or nursing and I've got my phone and I'm like, that sounds terrible, but that's what I will <laughs> Well, like hey. find photos and like, you know, or repost things that I like. Yeah, and, and then now I squeeze it in whenever I can. And if I can create drafts and post them, you know, so that there's one each day for the next five days, and then great. But if not, then I try to at least get on and post something four or five times a week.
0: I think that's a good one. Um, for me, it depends on the brand. Mm. So for Veginations, I do post a lot, but I have a lot of content. So I think it depends on what it is. And every day we have a new pop-up. So that's so automatically mm-hmm. content I have to post. Um, but again... That there I noticed people are really engaged with that brand that I could post like four times a day and they'll still conversate and like engage with stuff. Yeah. And maybe there's some things going on where I have a lot of content that day or something that isn't really going on I'll post once. But for the most part, I like to do every day for that brand. For my personal brand, not as much. I want to clean that up a little bit. For the workshop downtown, we post like pretty frequently. Yeah. Um, depends if we're like ramping up on something, mm-hmm. or if we have a pop up event or something like that. Um, and then with Brave Company, which is my creative studio, that one I took down everything and I'm gonna start it fresh. Oh, I didn't. Because see that. I'm an obsessive compulsive person when it comes to social media, <laughs> and I'm starting fresh. So That's I'm good excited. You got a new logo. I have a new logo. Shout out to Brown Pigeon. I got my stamp today. Yeah. And she included a free stamp. Of crystals, Amazing. oh my gosh, so, so cool. cool! But um, yeah, so you guys can follow that journey too because that will show you like real behind the scenes of what I'm doing. Yes, that's awesome. And Can't then, wait to see. thank you. Okay, last two questions: How do you measure success on social media? Ooh, that's good. I think engagement. To me, mm-hmm. I've
1: been telling myself lately, you know, it's not about how many followers you have, all that kind of stuff. It's more about what. Is the content of quality that you're putting out and are people liking it, commenting on it? If I am putting a post out that says, hey, tag a friend who might like to come to this event or tag a friend who would like this, you know, product or whatever, are people actually tagging friends? Yeah. If you're listening, tag a friend next time. (laughs) It makes me so happy. I'm like, yay. Yeah. People are reading my post. It's a really good feeling. (laughs) Yeah. I guess that's how I measure success on social media. That
0: is such a good answer. That's my answer too. Yeah, because that's really then you know people are listening. Yeah, and, you're like, and yay. it's real people. I'm not just a weirdo eating tacos and nobody's yeah, watching. Like that people would be sad. Yeah. <laughs> people <laughs> would like it. I still do it, but yeah, yeah, it would be sad. But yeah, I think engagement. It's it's people, not even just liking, but talking. Writing to you, answering questions, or writing in questions, and then seeing you in real life, engaging with you, yes. not just online. Mm-hmm. I think that's the power of social media. And then also, too, seeing it translate to sales and filling up seats to a workshop. Yeah. Um, selling out a pop up that you posted. Yeah, you know, it's ab- like, absolutely. That stuff does measure it, but I would say overall, the engagement mm-hmm. on and offline. Yeah. Is most important.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Last question for this social media Q&A personal mentoring session is, what is one mistake we need to avoid at all costs on social media? I want you to
1: take this one first. Do you want me to? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, guys. This is the one mistake that I need you to avoid at all costs. It is overthinking. I think a lot of people want to make social media this whole big thing it's like this other beast it came from another world it has its own language it has this whole hard complicated thing and this is something that i'm super passionate about of being just how you communicate in real life communicate online um i spoke at a facebook event which they actually called me up that's a whole other story it was really funny facebook actually called me and was like hey you're really good at engagement I want you to be the engagement expert on our panel. Cool, thanks Facebook. (laughs) But that was my advice because they asked this question there as well. And I think again, don't overthink it. Have conversations with people, share a story, share about what you're passionate about. Um, Like other people's photos, not just pushing out your own content, but going in your community and really thinking it as a community. Mm Because it is, it's a representation of your community online. It's old school word of mouth, just digital. Um, Like other people's pictures, comment on their stuff, actually engage with their content too. The same way you would want to act as a human, do that online. Don't overthink it. Um, I think that's the number one thing I see people do is just overthinking it, making it so complicated. It's not that complicated. Have fun, enjoy it. Be kind, be engaging, and that will translate in your social and that will also translate to growing your business, your brand, your community, your impact, all that good stuff. And it'll make it enjoyable because it is part of our society. It's a thread of our culture now. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you want to stay relevant, like you got to get with it, you know? So however you have to do that, do it, but just don't overthink it.
1: Yeah. Something, too, so I agree with everything Kelly said, but one thing I've been seeing lately, which I don't know that I totally agree with it, and mm. to me this is a, like a fatal mistake, is calling people out on Instagram by name for things that are unintentionally rude, I guess. So Ooh. I saw this recently. There's a really big photographer in town, Okay. and she was getting, someone had asked her to trade photos for for some of her work or something or she wanted to trade do a trade which artists do all the time so what this woman did was she screenshotted it and then tagged that person and called her out in her feed and said like you know if you actually value my work you will pay me for it and And I thought you know this could be an 18 year old person on Instagram who really admires you as a photographer and admires what you do and they don't realize they're insulting you damn so instead of yeah <laughs> and then I've seen this a couple more times with other people who are kind of big online and I thought that's just so arrogant to they this so wow. in my mind I'm thinking yeah the scenario is this is probably a, a person who's new to the art scene new to the creative field doesn't realize that they're insulting you by asking you to trade for something so maybe instead of Blasting them on social media and making them feel really stupid, like, talk to that person like a person, like you would in person if yeah. that person asked you that face-to-face and say, like, hey, actually, you know, I don't I don't do trades. I really value my time and my work, and so this is what I charge, and I appreciate that, but... And just explain it to them in a humble way, but I think that goes along with just being yourself online. Maybe wow. that person is really arrogant person. I don't know, <laughs> you know. But after I saw that, I just thought Damn. that's terrible. And I've seen, I've seen that same person do it a few times, um, and I just think it's so wrong. I've seen other people do it, small mm-hmm. businesses, but it's with big companies when they're being ripped off. So recently, right. I've seen spiritual that. gangster ripped off uh, design from Daisy yep. La, and she called them out, but in a way that was classy and said, "Hey." I emailed them, you know, Mm -hmm. very professionally and said, you stole my design. It looks exactly like it. Here are samples of your design and my design. My design was produced in, you know, 2000-whatever. Here's your design from this season. Would you please discontinue? I won't take any legal action. Was super professional about it. They blocked her on Instagram. They, you know, didn't respond to her email. And then she blasted them. And I thought, well, good. Go ahead then. Call out the big companies who are doing that to small fish. But to be a big you know, or relatively big person, and even if you're not a big person online, but to call someone out who is probably not intentionally reaching out to offend you, I think that's so wrong. Please don't ever do that.
0: Yeah, don't do that.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, nice. like, my, my stomach hurt for that girl because I just thought, how horrible for that person, you know? I would never just do that. She wanted, you know, she wanted to trade. She didn't realize she was probably offending you. So, wow. Anyway. And that could
0: be a whole other podcast about trading. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I'm super passionate about that too. Yeah. So let's make a note of that. Okay. But okay. wow. Okay, guys. Be a nice person. <laughs> I think that's the moral be of the story. Of Don't overthink it. Be yourself. Be authentic. However be you like to define that. Yeah.
1: Share what you have with the world and be confident in that.
0: Yeah. I love it. Cool. Cool. That's social media with Kelly and Ashley. Yeah, I don't know if
1: we made it any shorter. (laughs) Probably not. Sorry about
0: that, guys. I hope you loved it, and we'll see you on the next episode. Yeah, see you next week. Bye.